Prayer is the most powerful thing we can do in our days, but all too often it gets drowned out by the noise around us. But what if the noise in our earbuds could help us tune out the noise of the world and instead tune in to our most important conversation? That's why we're here, to bring you inspiring conversations, practical how-tos, and guided prayers to help you pray like you never thought possible. I'm Valerie Warner, and this is Prayer in a Noisy World. What if prayer wasn't something we saw as a ritual to start the day? What if we started to see how it could impact everything throughout our day? What would it look like to have a lifestyle of prayer? As I was spending time a few weeks ago dreaming of what Valmarie Paper would do over the next three to five years, I realized that where our mission started isn't our end goal. Now, granted, I didn't actually have a plan when I was starting out. I created a prayer journal to keep myself from hyperventilating through a million pregnancy symptoms, especially as a self-diagnosed hypochondriac. I was desperate to pray more. It just turned out I wasn't the only one struggling to find focus in prayer. At the time, I just wanted to make sure I was giving God my every request, but we all know that's not all the prayer is. Even helping our customers focus in prayer isn't our ultimate goal. We think it's the first step and often the thing that paralyzes us from growing our prayer life, but we aren't just after helping you become a good prayer. We know that prayer could impact every nook and cranny of our lives if we embrace it. If prayer is talking to God and listening to God, then what happens during that time could change the trajectory of every decision we make throughout the day, every conversation we have, whether we stop or serve a friend or a stranger in need, what thoughts take root in our mind, the attitudes we carry, and so much more. We make roughly 35,000 decisions a day. Can you imagine if even a fraction of those were decided out of prayer? After we wrap this episode, I want you to do a little homework. Take a sheet of paper out. On one side of the paper, write out what you expect of prayer. Why do you pray? What do you think it does? On the back side of the page, write out a loose timeline of your day. Include moments that occur and think about what it would look like if prayer was a part of it. Here's some examples from a typical day for me. Get up in the morning. Lately, I've been having rough sleep. So for me, when I've prayed, before I even open my eyes, I let out a big praise to the Lord for another day. This one step shifts the trajectory of my mind from blah and another restless night to an energetic and grateful posture. Next on the list, quiet time. Prayer is naturally a part of this, but do you pray before you open scripture and ask God to search your heart and give discernment? I approach scripture much more tenderheartedly and ready for my toes to be stepped on or even ready to accept God's grace when I start this time with prayer. Next, the girls get up. My two girls, Vivi and Vanna. This time is a struggle. Vivi is high pressure to get everyone out the door on time so she can get all of her things done at school. And Vanna is still under the covers, trying to savor every last minute of sleep. There's no shortage of attitudes. But when I invite the Lord into this time and ask him to give me patience and a heart to serve and eyes to read between the lines of what they are actually saying, something shifts. Next, workout time. And 
let's be honest, this doesn't happen every day. When every part of me wants to skip the workout and dive into work, a few minutes of preparing my heart with the Lord reminds me that discipline is good. My ultimate goal isn't freedom to do whatever I want because that actually doesn't bring freedom. Also, it reminds me that though my work is important, God doesn't need me. I get to be a part of this work, and therefore, I can release the pressure I have put on myself to crank out work and get that extra 15 minutes I would normally be working out and putting that to work. Those are just a few examples that I hope are helpful as you write out this page. Sometimes my circumstances will change as a result of prayer, but I can't guarantee that. What I can guarantee is that embracing a lifestyle of prayer will change how I see my day in the world, and that is no small thing. It's living with an awareness of God's presence throughout my day, and all too often, our minds are stuck on our earthly life zone instead of a heavenly one. But when I can invite my God, who I can't see, into the moments of my day, I better see the eternal. And that will change everything. So how do we do it? How does prayer become as natural as breathing? Number one, we realize how dependent we are every single day. We don't think for a second that we earned everything we have. Yes, you likely worked really hard, but I promise you there's someone out there who's worked as hard as you did and doesn't have the same blessings. If we refuse to give God credit, we will have an impossible time trying to pray. I don't think it's a coincidence that Moses, called the most humble man in the Bible, was also the same one who got a lot of face time with the Lord. He was truly desperate for God, and we just happen to serve a creator who is willing and in fact delights in time with us. So just like Moses, we can go to God knowing that we are just as desperate for God and we will find him. Number two, we set markers through our days, our weeks, and our months for prayer. We don't rely on serendipitous moments of prayer to happen. We plan for them. The idea is not that our set times in prayer will be our only time in prayer, but they can lay a foundation for more spontaneous prayer to actually happen. So what does the rhythm of prayer look like in your day? Maybe it's every morning before anyone in the house wakes up or while you're tidying your house or the first car ride of the day alone. It could be with a prayer group or a friend you take a walk with once a week. If you want more ideas, I'm linking a blog post in the show notes that we did called Month in the Life of a Prayer, just to get the idea of different ways that you can pray. Number three, we bulldoze roadblocks. So just to backtrack, how do we actually make this happen? Number one, we realize how dependent we are every single day. This is going to help us continually go to God in moments that we may have otherwise thought we can handle this on our own. Number two, we set markers throughout our days, weeks, and months for prayer. And this is just going to be little milestones that even if we do forget to go to God with that dependence, we have moments that anchor us and bring us back to Him. And number three, we bulldoze the roadblocks. If there is something standing in your way for prayer, knock it down. And I don't mean your kids. They they will stand in your way of prayer sometimes too, just from being busy. But if you have doubts, if you have questions, if you've got to-dos or worries, tend to it and fight for prayer. Just this morning, my health anxiety had me spiraling in fear. 
I have been sulking in it for a few days, but today I basically got tough and I fought for it. I turned up the worship music and basically told the devil I wasn't going to let him win. For you, you might doubt that prayer actually does anything. That's a big roadblock that a conversation with a pastor or a trusted friend could really help. I'm not saying our roadblocks will be gone in a heartbeat, but we can't be content to let them take up any more space and energy in our life. We've got to do something about it. Friends, I say this all the time. Your prayer life is worth it. Take time to think about what a lifestyle of prayer would look like in your life. What all would change if you were praying throughout your day? And if you need more help, I've got a few resources in the show notes that could be good places to start. We've got some free worksheets like the house prayers if you'd like to pray in unique and specific ways as you clean your house. We also have the 30-minute prayer method if you're looking to expand your prayers beyond request. I also wrote a book called Pray Confidently and Consistently, which literally walks through 15 obstacles we can have in our prayer life and how to address them. And this really addresses a lot of the doubts and questions and things that can overwhelm us about prayer. If you want to start a habit of praying with others, we've got a guide for that as well. And if prayer feels like a second language that you cannot speak at all, we have a course that you can do on your own or with a group of friends called Developing a Fluency of Prayer. It will walk you through so many aspects of prayer to help you get comfortable in this conversation of a lifetime. I'd love to close by sharing about the vision I mentioned earlier of where VMP is heading. We started with a goal to help you focus more, then pray beyond request, and even include others. Our hope over the next few years is that it will spill out far beyond our quiet times and into the lives of those around us, that we will experience the impact that comes from living life in God's presence and get excited for what's to come in heaven. Thanks so much for listening, guys. I really hope that you grab hold of this idea of living a lifestyle of prayer. I think when we do, we will be blown away by what the Lord does, not only in our own life, but in the lives of those around us. It will touch our lives, our homes, and our community. And we will do all of that to the glory of the Lord. See you guys next week.